Hello, everybody, and welcome to Your Little Sisters Productions Presents Missed Opportunities. I am so grateful that you guys are here. It's me and Laura today, and we are uh, watched, I was going to say we are watching, um, and we watched Reign of Fire, and uh, we will talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, as always, if you guys have any suggestions for movies, you can Check us out on any of our social medias. Uh, we are Your Little Sisters Productions on Facebook and Instagram. And we are YLS Production or YLS underscore productions on Twitter. And if you would like to support us in this podcast, you can go to Patreon slash Flake and click on the podcast tier. We also have our YouTube tier. You can go over and check us out on YouTube as well. We're just Your Little Sisters Productions. So, uh, jumping right into it, Laura's going to do our summary, and then we're going to talk about Reign of Fire. So, Reign of Fire starts off with a construction site on the London Underground, and we're following a young boy, maybe about 10 years old, named Quinn. And he is walking through it, and we find out that he has gone down to meet up with his mother, whose name is Karen, and she's a project engineer. While they're under there, something happens. They were digging and they hit what they called an abyss of some kind or some void. That's the word we use, void. And they go to check it out. And it turns out that there was a massive dragon that has been living in that space. And they disturbed him. And he came out and killed everyone except Quinn, including his mother who died protecting him. So the dragon flies out of the underground and then more dragons appear. So we get a montage of years later, like a voiceover explanation of everything that happened after that one dragon was found underground. Militaries are falling, governments fall. It is complete dystopian, end of the world. Human civilization is not what it once was. It's just small pockets of people here and there. World. And we flash forward to Quinn. He's about 30 years old, maybe even older. And he's in charge of this small community that is living in a castle somewhere in England, which is actually pretty smart because castles are made to be fortresses. And so I thought that was clever of them to use it for their home. Um, some of the things that the governments try to do to stop the dragons but didn't quite work was they did deploy their nuclear weapons which killed off a lot of people as well as dragons. So the dragons are now starving because there's so few people and buildings left. I should say the dragons, well, it, I think they eat people, but their main food is ash. Like when they burn something and there's ash, that's what they feed off of. But of course, if you burn buildings and people, you're going to get ash. So anyway, they're starving because there's just not enough. So Quinn, along with his best friend Creedy, are in charge of this the survivors at Bamberg Castle in Northumberland. And their plan is to outlast the dragons until they go back into hibernation. So they are short on supplies, unfortunately, because it is end of the world and going outside is dangerous because the dragons are constantly looking for things to burn so they can eat the ash. Uh, some people, Eddie is main leader of this small group of people, a family. They steal a truck from the community to go and get some of the crops too early. Quinn says it's too early because if we don't allow them to grow all the way, they won't germinate, which means no seeds to plant for the next year. 
but they say that they and their children are starving. They need to get the food now, otherwise there won't be a next year. While they're out there, they get attacked by a dragon. Quinn, Creedy, and someone named Jared, who was, uh, I think he's a teenager at, at his age in the movie, but he's somebody that Quinn has taken under his wing to become the new leader one day. They rescue them with old fire engines and wearing like fireproof clothes and everything. However, the dragon does unfortunately kill Eddie's son before they escape and burns most of the crops, leaving the community without food or knowing what they're going to do next year. Not long after that, there are some heavily armed Americans. They arrive in like a convoy of tanks and they think that they're there to attack the castle and take their resources. But this man gets out named Denton Van Zandt. He wants to speak with the person in charge, who is Quinn. And he tells them that actually they were able to fly over on an airplane from America, but that they need to refuel and repair some of their stuff and just kind of have a place to stay for the night. And he tells Quinn that he has killed dragons. Like, that's what they do. They kill dragons. They've discovered some of their weaknesses. And Quinn is a little bit desperate. He believes him and he lets them into the community, but he does take precautions because they are strangers. Uh, he, Quinn gets introduced to a, a woman named Alex Jensen. She is their helicopter pilot. I forgot to mention they have a helicopter and they explain what they do. They discover that all the dragons that they had been killing are all female. And she believes that the species relies on just one male to fertilize all the eggs. She compares them to fish, I believe, in the movie. Like, we think they're like fish. You know, the females have the eggs and the male comes and fertilizes like thousands of them. And then that's how they spread. So they think that the male is located in London and they want to kill the male to stop the population from growing. And then they can just kill the remaining dragons and everything will be over. Quinn believes that this male dragon is the one that he saw when he was younger and that killed his mother, but he refuses to help because he knows that London is completely infested with dragons. That's kind of where it all started. And he is worried that the dragons will track them back to their shelter because that has happened to other people that he knew. and He doesn't want the same thing to happen to them. Van Zan, who is the American, he recruits some people and then forcefully takes some other people to join his men to go and fight some dragons. I should mention the dragon attacks while Van Zan and his men are there and they do defeat the dragon. They kill it. They lose three men in the process, but they do kill the dragon and everybody is celebrating. And Van Zan goes on this whole speech about how it's disgusting that they're celebrating because it was just one dragon out of thousands and they lost three good men and all this stuff. And then after that is when he's able to recruit some people to go with him. Quinn is very much against this and he and Van Zandt fight, but ultimately Van Zandt leaves with his men and some of Quinn's men. Jared almost joins Van Zandt's men, but he ends up not doing so, but he does leave and we assume that he's with them until Quinn is out picking what he can salvage from the crop food. So Van Zandt and all the army men leave for London but they get attacked by the male dragon. The male dragon then tracks them back to the castle. 
I don't know how. They don't explain exactly how Dragon knew they were from the castle. Maybe it's a scent. I don't know. But he goes to the castle and he kills most of the people who live there, including Creedy, who was Quinn's best friend and basically second in command. There are a lot, but there are some people who survived in a bunker down below. Van Zan survives the dragon attack. And Alex survived because she technically wasn't there. She was up in a helicopter and she had flown away for information. And then when she came back, it was after the attack. So Quinn leaves Jared, that teenager that he was, you know, kind of raising up to be the next leader. He leaves Jared in charge and goes with Van Zandt and Alex to London to hunt the male dragon because he says he knows it up and down and can get them where they need to go. They find hundreds, thousands probably of small dragons there one of whom gets eaten by the larger male dragon, letting them know that they really are in starvation mode, the dragons are, because they're eating each other now. So they come up with a plan. They're going to split up, bait the male into attacking, and then fire some explosive arrows at him. Once he opens his mouth, shoot explosive in his mouth, and that will kill him. So the plan starts working. However, Van Zandt does get killed, unfortunately, and Quinn and Alex have to gather the last of the explosives together and Quinn is able to fire an explosive down the dragon's throat and does kill it. It shows us three months later after that, Quinn and Alex and some people are building a radio tower on a hill and they talk about how they haven't seen any dragons in a couple months and that even if dragons do come, they'll be ready. They know how to take them down now. They have the resources and the knowledge. Jared comes to say that they have had contact with people through the radio signals, but the problem is they're speaking French and none of them really speak French. <laughs> so uh, Quinn tells Jared that he's in charge. And so he's going to go attempt to communicate with the French survivors <laughs> in a language he doesn't know. And we can tell that Quinn and Alex are now a couple and are going to help rebuild the world to be human populated again and have civilization again. That is the movie. Yep, pretty much. Um, so what are your thoughts on this movie, Laura? I liked it. I it's a, it's weird because it's not like the best movie I've ever seen and it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't think I would ever I don't think it's a movie that I'd be like, hey, have you guys seen this movie? Oh my gosh, if you haven't, you absolutely have to. But if someone brought it up, I would have good things to say about it. So I guess it's a little bit forgettable, but it's like I enjoyed watching it. I actually think I've seen this before. When we, when we first were looking at movies to do for the podcast, I was like, oh, I haven't seen this one, but it looks interesting. Dragons and Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. What could this be? But watching it, I've definitely seen at least parts of it before. But the only one that really stuck in my brain was there's a part when Quinn and Creedy are entertaining the children who are in the cast who are living in the castle. And so they're acting out Star Wars, the scene between Luke and Darth Vader. When Luke gets his hand cut and finds out that Darth Vader is his father, if this is a spoiler for you, it's been out in the world for many, many years now. <laughs> you know, they act that out, and I distinctly remember that. I'm like, did I watch this in another movie, or was it this movie? And I saw another couple scenes that kind of jogged my memory. I'm like, oh, wait, it must have been this movie. So I've seen it before, and I forgot it. And I think I'm going to remember it a bit more this time because I took notes and we're talking about it. But if not, I would have forgotten about it again in another couple months. So 
I I thought I had seen this movie, but watching it again, I really don't remember this story at all. <laughs> um, and so I don't I don't think I've actually seen it. Um, I might have been just completely forgotten. But when I started watching it, um, so something you need to know about me, I don't really like Christian Bale that much. Um, I'm not a huge fan. He's one of those actors that. I mean, if you guys have listened to us before, you we've probably mentioned like there's just certain actors that you just don't love their choices or or anything that you know you just don't like. And I really just don't like Christian Bale. Um, I don't know where it started or why, <laughs> but he just has a voice that kind of grates on me. And it did not like this movie was not different. The only movie I've ever seen where his voice didn't bother me was Newsies. And I did not see Newsies until I was an adult. And so everybody else was like in love with him. And my uh, roommates were like, well, that's why you don't like it was because you didn't grow up watching Newsies. And I agree watching him in Newsies. He has uh, a different accent and I enjoy him so much more. (laughs) He's also a little kid. Um, and so he, that's the only movie that he's in that, that I actually enjoy watching him on screen. Um, so this movie, I don't think I've seen before because I feel like I would have remembered that. Um, but we watched it. When I watched it, I overall, I don't like the story because it's basically um, I don't want to say like boring, but it's very passive. Quinn is a very passive character and like everything that happens, it just kind of happens to him. He doesn't take any action. Um, until the end. Yeah. Until the very end. And it's just kind of frustrating because it's like how many bad things have to happen before he will admit that there's a problem before he will take action or do something. And his, um, his like call to action doesn't come until the end of the movie, which I mean, that's, that's a storytelling trope that a lot of people use, but I just don't enjoy it at all. And I didn't like the characters enough to have it carry me through the plot of like this plot that I don't really like. So I really loved the dragons. I loved, and I wanted more of it. I wanted more interactions with the dragons. I wanted more personalities I felt like it was just like an hour and a half, two hours of watching Christian Bale making the most passive choices you could possibly make, you know, (laughs) and then like the last 15 minutes, they actually have a plan and they're moving forward and they're doing something um, to, to further the plot and to end the, the dystopia or whatever. And it just, it was felt a little too late for me. Um, but, you know, I'm sure a lot of people like that kind of stuff. I, I'm i not going to say it's a bad movie or I didn't enjoy it at all. But it was definitely not. I rem- Because, like, uh, I remember really liking it before. But now I'm like, I don't remember anything about it. And I don't know. Maybe I saw a different movie and thought it was this movie. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's not, like, bad. But I did get annoyed at Christian Bale and then at Christian Bale's character of just being so passive all the time and just being like, no, we're not doing this. And then they disobey him and he's just like, okay. And then it's like, okay, these people are going to come and they're going to like take over. Okay. Okay. This guy is going to come and he's going to like slay the dragon for you guys. 
okay. Like, you know, and then it was just like, we're leaving with your men. And, and he, he fights back. Like he does finally fight back, but he doesn't, they try and get him to go with them. And he, he's just like, no, you guys go. And then he leaves his men. And then another thing that really bothered me was that he know, like the reason he doesn't want them to go to London is because the dragons can track backwards so if they see humans on a road or something like they can track them um their scent or whatever like you said back to their home base and he has seen it before and he said like 90 people were killed because someone went to london uh they got attacked by the dragon like the male dragon and then he followed them back and killed all and like destroyed their entire town so he knows that the dragons do this he knows that um, Matthew McConaughey's character is taking men to London, and yet he leaves his people and goes and is he's like um, he's like dissecting the dragon that they had killed, and he doesn't tell his people to like take cover or anything, and a lot of his people get killed. And it's like, you knew that this was going to happen. You knew that the dragon was coming. So you should have either like left the castle or put everybody in the bunker because they have like every time they see a dragon in the sky they all run to the bunker um they they show that throughout the movie several times like they all fit in the bunker they like they have enough supplies to live in the bunker and he doesn't put everybody down there he doesn't have them come away like and it's it's really bothersome that it's like he literally told Matthew McConaughey's character we can't do that because this will happen and then Matthew McConaughey does it anyway and Quinn knows about it but he doesn't do anything to like fortify the castle or get them ready or anything and it's really that that was a frustrating thing for me I don't think he was as passive as you're saying I think I agree with the not fortifying the castle before the male dragon came but I don't either I don't think he's as passive or I understand his passivity I'm trying to like figure out in my brain which it is because you kept talking about like he did nothing he did nothing he did nothing I'm like I mean he did stuff it was just wasn't go kill the dragon action he they were ready to fight the tanks and then Van Zandt convinced him to let them in that they weren't going to take over he warned him if you try to take over I'll kill you which he kind of tries to do by fighting him when he's trying to recruit the men behind his back to go fight the dragon but I understood all his choices throughout the movie because they what's the precedent like what book can you read who can you turn to what can you do when you're in charge of so many lives and there are dragons and this is not a fantasy world he lived in the normal real world until he saw a ton of people get murdered in front of his eyes, including his mom who got crushed to death protecting him. And then he had to stay in the elevator with her dead body until the firefighters or whoever came to rescue him rescued him. And the world just ended, basically. He was so traumatized and saw so much death. And I, I all of his choices and everything he did made sense to me, perfect sense based on that background that he grew up to become a leader and his main priority is to try to protect the people and just kind of hide them underground. And the movie, I think, does a good job of showing why that wasn't the best strategy because Van Zandt comes and they're out there killing dragons 
And they could have learned from each other. And it took until the very, very end for them to realize that because he, Quinn obviously shows that he has some knowledge of the male dragon, including the tracking back. And Van Zandt is just so not listening to him at all whatsoever. And even after seeing them like kill a dragon, Quinn is still a little hesitant to Van Zandt. And they're both like, I told my husband when we were watching, I feel like they're two sides of the same coin. They're both so traumatized. They've both risen up to become leaders and they have different approaches, but they're two sides of the same coin. Like they want the same thing at the end, but they're just playing, excuse my Spanish, quien es más macho, quien es más macho, excuse me, which means who's more macho, who's the bigger man, who's like going to be in charge. Like they're just fighting for power because of pride or ego or because they were so convinced that that way their way is the only way they don't ever think of coming together and again until the very very end but I thought it made sense I wasn't mad at it I wasn't anything but I I aside from the not after they left to go hunt down the male dragon like Van Zandt and he took all those men with him I think he should have either gotten people away from the castle or put them in the bunker or something because he did know it was going to happen. But the movie made it seem like it happened the same night or something, which was really fast. I don't know if more time passed. I have no idea how far London is from Northumberland. I know I have no time reference for that. Maybe it happened later, but it made it seem like it was really, really quick. So maybe he didn't, maybe because he was out in the field getting food so maybe he was going to put everyone in the bunker with the food that he was able to gather from the field and he just didn't think it would happen that fast but i feel like he should have still put them in the bunker and be like just in case while i'm out getting food that that one i'll agree with you on everything else i disagree with i understood his passivity and it made sense to me but my question is why is he the main character because like, he's the why, first like, one who saw the male dragon. I liked him as the main character. I I liked ha- seeing him because he does grow. He changes and it takes some time, yes. But he has like, what, 20, 25 years of trauma behind him to overcome. The one thing I do wish they had shown. So at the beginning, we see the scene of him when he's 10 and the first dragon's discovered and his mom dies. And then they just give us like this voiceover montage of like news articles and videos of news reporting and stuff of dragons i wish we would have seen the world falling a bit more but that that's what i'm saying like i don't think the story they told was the right story like i don't think he should have been the main character and i don't think that like like yes they brought the mail down but it was so late in the movie that they talk about the male and that they actually have a plan moving forward like his plan moving forward is to survive and then when the crops get destroyed like they were already worried about starving to death before the crops got burned and then like nothing comes of that like nothing happens because Quinn doesn't like they don't have a plan moving forward okay like all of our crops got burned what are we gonna do are we gonna go back out are we gonna like there was never a plan it was just like okay well now we have to survive but how are we gonna do that and then there was never a sense of like motion and even and and so when Matthew McConaughey's character like that was several like that was like halfway through the movie when Matthew McConaughey's character comes into the story and that's the first time that we see any sort of decision making and he's crazy like 
uh, Denton is oh, yeah, crazy. He's insane. And he, like, he's, he's been, he's gone off the deep end for sure. Yeah. And so, but he's the one moving it forward. And so I understand like, there's like the hero, um, antagonist pushing the protagonist type of thing like I get it I just wasn't entertaining to me at all I didn't like his choices because like I get he has trauma and that but he's not really a leader like you like you said he he's built up to be a leader but he's not really leading anybody you know Eddie doesn't respect him that's why they go and get the crops early that's why the kid dies that's why all that stuff happens like and then when he asks uh, when Matthew McConaughey's people show up He's like, who's the leader? And Creedy has to turn to him and be like, that's you. Like, you are the leader. And it's like, he never he never wants to be the leader. And so when he's giving it over to Jared, who's like this little kid, he's like 17 or whatever, um, It's it doesn't seem like he's passing the torch. It seems like he never wanted it. And he was doing everything he could to not be the leader. But it, it was like he was like a voted leader and just had to roll with it. You know, like it he never had a plan other than we just have to survive until they all go extinct for whatever reason, you know? And then when the immediate need for a plan happens, he doesn't do it. And then when they come up with a stupid, bogus, ridiculous plan, he just shuts it down and doesn't listen and doesn't try and come up with a better plan or any other plan or any plan at all. All he says is, no, you can't do that. And then Denton does it anyway. And so it's just, I don't know. It just wasn't entertaining to watch. He wasn't a character that I was really rooting for until like the very end when he's finally is like when uh, Denton decides to follow him and he's like, okay, it's just the three of us. She's going to fly us with our helicopter. I'm going to take us to the tunnel and like, and, and they do it. And this is after like 65 of his people have been killed by the dragon. All of Denton's people have been killed by the dragon, including the people that he forced uh, to go with him like so many people had to die just because he didn't want to come up with a plan or try and make a plan or try and talk to the people in the community because he keeps saying this is a community we we voted on it and all this stuff like they didn't vote on what to do with Vin, you know with um Matthew McConaughey's character they didn't vote on what to do with the food that just got burned you know like it just felt so like it just wasn't entertaining to me because I didn't feel like I had a hero to root for throughout the entire movie and it's like oh well the when Matthew McConaughey's character is like oh I can root for this guy because he killed a dragon but no he's actually horrible and psychopathic and I really didn't want to root for him either so I don't know I I was because it's like a Jurassic Park type movie where there's like you know, forces of nature that are, you know, it's man versus nature type of thing that people can't control. And so they like, but there was people in Jurassic Park that I could root for, you know, um, there's people in um, other like monster movies or like the mummy or, super, you know, like those type of movies that you can root for that. And there's a plan. The beginning of the movie is, exposition and then plan and then it's try fail try fail until eventually at the end you succeed I think in this movie I was just missing I was missing that and I get what they were going for realism trauma stuff like that but 
it wasn't entertaining enough to make it worth it to me. I liked it. I I was on board with Quinn becoming the hero. I was happy to see him at the end do that. I was happy to see him throughout the whole movie. I especially liked there's one scene in particular that was really good acting from Christian Bell and I know you don't like him so but I I have no qualms with him as an actor. I think he's a good actor. There's one moment in particular when I was just like, dang, I really like this acting. <laughs> it was just a moment. It's uh, after the, his fight with Van Zan, and Alex comes over and she gives him, she's talking to him and she gives him some iodine out of her backpack and says, you know, it hurts like heck, but it'll kill anything. And he just looks at her. And that one look said so much. And I was just like, dang, this is a good moment. Like, he's a good actor. I really was rooting for him even more. So I don't know. I was okay with, with how they showed it and with everything. I, I have no qualms or any, I have other things to say about it. Like I, I really do have a whole page of notes, but the character of Quinn, I have nothing negative to say. Everything I have negative to say, well, except for one thing, one, but that was more, the director or whoever did the blocking for the thing told him to do this ah, specific thing. And then some other choices that were not the character of Quentin, like, like the doing the montage of like voiceover with news articles and news. What's the word clips, I guess, from the TV or, or whatever they were showing. Well, no, they had clippings, but then they also showed, like, video of the dragons flying, and they heard, you heard radio of them saying, we have no choice but to deploy nuclear weapons, all that kind of stuff. I wish we had just seen a little bit of that, maybe cut down the opening scene a little bit, and show more of when the world fell to the dragons. But that, again, that's not on the character of Quinn. And so, uh, my next thing... Well, just real fast... Just real fast, because you mentioned the iodine scene. That's not how iodine works. Iodine doesn't hurt. And when he splashes it on his arm, I was like, dude, that is like 10 times too much. And that's not how it works. And that's not what you do. Just so everybody knows, that's not how iodine works. But, (laughs) and you need like hardly any of it. And it doesn't hurt. So I don't know what she was talking about. It's like kind of cold. That's it. So I think if anybody is wondering about iodine, that's not how that works. (laughs) So whoever wrote the script didn't do the research and the actors just kind of had to go with it. Yeah. So I had no idea how iodine works. So that that's good to know, but I went with it. Uh, So the, one of the first notes after the weird montage thing that I put, I said, Greg, can we not have that? See, uh, instead of hearing about it, I, so at the beginning, Eddie and some of his family members are trying to take the trucks and go get the crop during the day. And Quinn gets warned. And so Quinn goes there. He grabs the keys out of the truck. And I expected him to grab the keys out of the truck and like put them in his pocket and be like, you're not going anymore. Like maybe take a couple steps back or something. But instead, he grabs the keys, keys moves closer to Eddie, and holds them with his index and thumb right in front of him. And so then I was expecting Eddie to just grab them from him, push him out of the way, and go, because they're right there. And, like, nothing that I expected in that scene happened, and not in a good way, but in the, okay, this, they're both being not 
realistic right now. <laughs> like if I was trying to stop someone to leave from leaving by taking the keys, I wouldn't be closer to them and I wouldn't dangle the keys in front of their face. I would be walking away. They would be in my pocket. They would be tossed somewhere if I was desperate enough and stupid enough to toss the keys away to a car. I would have been mad at him for doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was weird that he just came and like dangled them in front of his face. He was like, you're not going anywhere now. And I was just like, honestly, if Eddie grabs them and runs off, I'm on Eddie's side right now because like you deserve that. But Eddie did so, not grab them. He just got yeah, mad. Jade's words and then Quinn left. And then they ended up going that night anyway because somebody else stole the keys. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that scene either, but one of the things um, that I didn't like about this movie is the the character development of all the extra characters. So there's a lot of extra characters in this movie, and, and like Eddie, he talks about, oh, he's got all these kids, but then when the two people die when he goes out to the crops, the two people die. Which I want to talk about because we, when just I'm putting a pin in this. I want to talk about that continue on um so two people die i have no idea who those two people were there was a girl there i don't know if it was the girl that died i don't know who like there was two people laying in a bed and i think eddie is the one that comes up and is like hey we're gonna go don't you say anything to like he says like tell tells the girl not to tell anyone and then um they leave i have no idea who that girl is I have no idea who the guy that was in bed with her that leaves with Eddie is. Like, I did not know any of these people's faces. And it doesn't show them very well because the whole movie is dark. And so, like, there was no way of distinguishing who was who. And then two people die. And then someone named Devin dies. And Eddie is just brokenhearted and screaming and crying and sad. And it turns out that's his son, but who was the other guy? They never mentioned him again. As soon as they say, like, I think his name is Matt. They're like, Matt, where's Matt? He's dead. And then like Devin gets burned on top of the um on top of the, the truck. And it's super sad. And it's like, but I don't like they didn't mention Matt or whatever his name is. They didn't mention him ever again. Like, and so it's like, so he wasn't the son? Was he the husband? Was he the guy that got out of the bed? Like who who was the guy that died? <laughs> like so... they don't spend enough time showing me who the characters are and making the characters distinct enough, especially when they chose the filter of making it dark, which I know why they made it dark because they wanted to show that the dragons had covered, like the clouds were all ash basically. So the world was ash. So I get why they made it dark, but when things are all dark, you have to be able to distinguish people in order for us to care that they're dying, that they're dying. And I was, I didn't know who any of those people were because of the aesthetic and they didn't do enough to make me care about those people. So I wasn't that, I wasn't upset when they died. Like I was upset, but like, I didn't know who they were. So I watched this movie as I usually do after the kids have gone to bed. So the volume was on low. So we had subtitles on. I had no idea the guy in the field was named Matt because the subtitles, and I swear I was, my husband was right there and he can corroborate this. In the field, the subtitles said, that the first person who got burned in the field was Devin. They're like, where's Devin? Devin's dead. That's what it said on the subtitles. If that's not what they said with their mouths, it's what the subtitles said. Then later, we're watching, and they're screaming Devin after the person gets burned on the top of the truck. And Jonathan and I look at each other, and we're like, are they both named Devin? Who 
why are two people named Devin? Like, which one is which? Was it the same person? Did they forget they killed Devin in the field? So I had this whole note about the fact that they killed the same person twice, but apparently they didn't, and the subtitles are just wrong. Yeah, that's the only reason I know his name was Matt was because of my subtitles. <laughs> so, well, our subtitles said Devin. I swear we but that, but they, scream, they scream Devin. They scream like a couple of names when they're trying to, because like he burns the whole crop. And then like, I don't know how many people were in that field as well. Like, I don't know how many people Five. were with Eddie. Five. And, they showed on the truck. I counted. It was Eddie and four other people. I think it was either his wife or his oldest daughter. And then I think every they were all a family. I think that's what I got from it. But there were five people total that went with him. But then, but then oh, when yeah. they get back, Christian Bale says um, they did this thing and his son died. Just one. One son. So who yeah. the that? <laughs> Which is why I was thinking that they killed Devin twice because on our subtitles it said the same name twice. Yeah. I don't... So I was just like, so they killed Devin twice. Like, they forgot he died in the field, so they killed him on the truck because they were like, oh, yeah, his son has to die. <laughs> he forgot me over he killed him in the field. So that's why I had that whole note about they killed Devin twice and like didn't realize it because they, that's what I heard and saw. I am so wanting to go back in and watch just that scene again with the volume up and the subtitles on and see if it it's, if it still says Devin when they're in the field. Because that's so funny. I did not hear name Matt at all. It only says it once. It says, like, where is he? And someone says he's dead. Yeah, see, the subtitles said, where is Devin? Devin's dead. And then later, Devin, Devin! And he's like, he, as the guy gets burned on top of the car, and I'm like, another guy named Devin? Yeah, I don't... It was badly done, whatever, Matt, Devin, I don't know. It was, it was, it's supposed to make you feel bad for Eddie, but also to show, like, how desperate they are, and also to show, like, that the dragons eat ash and that they burn everything and they need it. Like, but I feel like it was, there are so many better ways to tell that story and, like, to get that feel. So I, I that, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't like that scene because it didn't really lead anywhere and I didn't feel bad for any of these characters because they, they're they stealing, but then it's sad that they die, but then I also don't know who any of them are <laughs> and I was very confused. Yeah, I wish the movie had taken a little bit of time introducing us to m more characters than Quinn and Creedy and then Jared basically are the only ones that we can really distinguish from anybody else well and okay so i had no idea that jared was a character until alex who's the helicopter pilot comes and asks uh quinn about him and is like who's this is this your son and he's like no i saved him when he was a little boy because his mother had died and we were traveling and it's like wait we've seen this character before like i i no notice of him until that happened i thought we'd seen him before I'm sure we did. I just didn't notice because they don't make a point of it until the middle of like three quarters way through the movie. I see. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with my critical eye during this movie because it, like, you, as you mentioned like that part, I totally see that. I'm like, yeah, they could have introduced him earlier. I get that. But for some reason, 
maybe you know what maybe it's because this movie is so forgettable to me like i said it before if this movie comes up i'm gonna be i'm gonna say it was a fun watch i liked watching the dragon action and matthew mcconaughey and christian bale give good performances and gerard butler's in it which jonathan was very excited about because he's a massive gerard butler fan so now i have to show him phantom of the opera because i didn't know that's how i could get him to watch phantom of the opera before now wait a second <laughs> how is he a gerard butler fan and he's never seen phantom of the opera he never he's never heard of phantom of the opera honestly he had no idea yeah that that was my introduction to him and <laughs> now i see Same. him everywhere and i'm like he was in all these movies that i liked but i never took notice of him until phantom of the opera exactly same same no idea who he was until phantom of the opera but anyway jonathan is a huge fan of gerard butler he recognized him before i did because he looked very young and i know like older gerard butler and phantom looking gerard butler <laughs> but anyway so like the, the performances acting wise i thought everybody did a really good job but matthew mcconaughey definitely comes off as off his rocker for sure the archangel scene was done well, well, done well in that it was heartbreaking and tense and and such. Like the action, I thought was good. I liked the acting. I liked the world and the story that they were telling. Personally, I didn't mind that, but it's so forgettable. Maybe that's why I'm just like, maybe I just thought I forgot <laughs> that I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just thought oh yeah they introduced that so they must have because why wouldn't they have and I just forgot because I forgot about this movie and I swear I've seen it before because scenes kept jogging my memory but, and I can guarantee you in like another month or maybe two months because we're doing a podcast I, I will probably forget most of it again because for some reason it is kind of forgettable and but I there are movies I've enjoyed that I've forgotten the plot of before. Like I know there's a movie out there that I watched that had Tom Hiddleston in it because I'm a massive fan of Tom Hiddleston. And so I watched every movie I could find that I was able to watch with him in it. And th- it was one of the most boring films ever. It was just <laughs> like a slice of life. It wasn't like a hero's journey. It wasn't it was just somebody living their life, very beautifully shot, very well acted. But like no dramatic moment, just well acted of people living normal life. And I thoroughly That's enjoyed it. I thought it was a cute movie, but I forgot about it two weeks later because I didn't remember the plot because it's kind of a forgettable movie. So even though I'm saying it's forgettable, I still liked it. And if someone said, for whatever reason, we're having a movie night and this is the movie, I would be like, cool, I'm bringing popcorn. You know? <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's forgettable. I, read- I don't know what it is. I'm not opposed to watching this movie again. I don't have a problem with it. I I just I just wasn't that entertained. I was bored and it's a dragon movie. I shouldn't be bored. You know what I mean? Like I had expectations that were not met, but I can see why people were polarized on it because when you see, you know, dragon movies, you think you think like Godzilla. Movie that came out um with Matthew Broderick, I think that um was a Godzilla movie, and I love that movie. I don't remember the plot of it, other than it's Godzilla, and they defeat Godzilla, and that's pretty much it. Like, you know, like, that's what I was expecting with this movie, and I think if you're expecting that, that's not what this movie is. You know, there's not a hero, there's not a rising up to defeat, it's just kind of like, this is what happens when people are living in a dystopian era, and a crazy person comes along and, you know, has this idea of how to, how to end it. And 
I don't know. I just felt like it took so long for things to happen. And then when they did happen, I was often disappointed that there was no reaction to it. Like there was thing, there was just things happening to Quinn constantly. They were happening to Quinn. And then there, and then he finally decides to do something about it. And, and there were moments like when he puts up, um, so in order to navigate and to see, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character and the helicopter pilot have to have these three what are they They're like, like they were poles that you put in the ground to triangulate some sort of tracking device and the person right. who put the third up had died yeah the dragon killed him and so Kirsten Bell rides his horse up finds it puts it in and nobody tells him to do it he just does it and then doesn't talk about it or say anything about it or want to join the team afterwards or want to help or you know like nothing comes of this heroic act that he does you know like that's how that's how I felt like everything like he comes and he saves Eddie's family from the dragon and then there's like nothing else and then he saves you know um I think that's why I think he's passive is because like he has moments where it's like you could be the hero now and he does nothing and we don't hear a plan and we don't see any sort of um, rise to action or anything like that inciting incidents like that, that push a story forward. We don't see any of that until the very end. Do you think that was intentional in a way to make Matthew McConaughey's character Van Zandt, which I'm sorry, I, I couldn't, I still cannot take that name correctly seriously can we just talk about that for a second van zan could not it take sounds it a lot story. like a video game character and i don't think this yeah. was based off of a video game but it, it i might could be, not I take know. that name seriously anytime anybody said it i just i can't I, so i'm gonna call mcconaughey but yeah. mcconaughey's character is very much the opposite jump into action sometimes without even thought beforehand even if he's been warned or whatnot so i wonder if they intentionally made him more passive and not jump on moments and then had McConaughey come in and be so the opposite and show the evils of both and then show them how come to a happy middle at the end. I'm I'm sure that's I'm sure that everything that they did was purposeful. I don't think that they just like didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I just don't like it. You know, like I don't think it was like, oh, they they wrote this bad or they didn't understand or they they don't know story shot. Like I know that they were doing what they thought was right I just didn't enjoy it and it's the reason why it's polarizing and the reason why some people love this movie and some people hate this movie is because if you have the expectation of a hero story and people rising up against the the um, forces of nature then you're going to be disappointed because you wait an entire movie for that to happen whereas like Jurassic Park you know, you have the setup and then immediately everybody jumps into action. You find out who the heroes are, who the villains are and who the fodder, you know, the, the ones who die. Like, you you know that pretty quickly and you get to root for people and you get to hope that this person survives. And, you know, and I was missing that. And so anyway, my my next note is Creedy, um, Gerard Butler's character, the second the second he showed up on screen, I was like, oh, he gonna die. Like he there's <laughs> there is no way this character is making it out of this movie. <laughs> like there is like it was I don't know, Funny. it was so it was so obvious that he was gonna die. I was just like, 
this is like I'm like I I don't get attached. Don't get attached. He is gonna die. I know he's gonna die. I don't know if he's gonna die noble or if he's gonna like something, but he's gonna die. And of course, he does die. (laughs) He gets killed at the towards the end, which I also was confused because I thought he volunteered to go with McConaughey. No, and then all of a sudden he was not there. (laughs) No, he stepped forward, but I think it was he stepped forward not to volunteer because their volunteers were in a different spot. He like kind of stepped up on that rock. I think he was going to try and counter Van Zandt, but then Quinn showed up not long after Van Zandt was still talking about like only four men. We need more. And then they were like drafting as he called it, which I was very upset at Van Zandt for doing. I was Jonathan and I were talking about this and I said, you know, if I, I personally think if I was in Quinn's position, and Van Zandt was like, I need more men. I would be like, anybody over the age of, say, 21, 22 or, and older that you can talk into going with you, go for it. Because they are adults who can make their own decisions and how they want to spend the rest of their lives. But anybody under than that is under my protection and my care and or my responsibility and you cannot take them. Like, I think that would be how I would do it. So I put everybody under whatever age I decided in the bunker and the other, the other people listen to Van Zandt. And then let Van Zandt talk to them and whoever wants to go. But I draw the line at Van Zandt forcing any of them to go. I was so ticked. I was like, Quinn, get him, get him, beat him, punch him. Yeah. (laughs) I was very much Quinn beat the crap out of him for doing that. It was awful. Especially because I knew it wasn't going to go well. Like all of his men, including Alex, were just like, okay with it. Like they just kidnapped people to go be soldiers and they don't like obviously they've been hiding in a bunker this whole time they don't know how to be soldiers and then of course they all die which is just ridiculously sad but apparently they would have died if they had stayed at the castle too because most of the adults died um when that happened so it's just yeah i don't know i that made me really mad i will say like none of my complaints about this movie are the acting like i don't like christian bale's period um but like i thought matthew mcconaughey did a good job i thought jared butler did like all of the girl who plays alex like they all did a good job um and and the acting was well done i just don't like the story but i think um mcconaughey's character has this little switcheroo um when the dragon comes and um and and kills all of the the soldiers that his men and the men that he took are all dead um and he uh alex comes and she's like where are all the men where are the soldiers and he like holds up a you know a chunk of ash and lets it go and I felt like that was good acting like his transition between, Oh, we have to go back and help the people at the castle because this is our fault. Like I think it happened a little too quick. And then he's like willing to follow Quinn. And then at the very end, Alex is like, he always knew you could do it. And it's like, he knew him for like two days. You know <laughs> why? I think that like, line I, was weird. That line was definitely weird. Um, I was just like, who thought you could do it? Like it would be, it would make more sense if she like was friends with Creedy and Creedy thought he could do it. Or like, you know, like, I don't know. It, it was just like, or if, if she said, I always thought you could do it, you know, 
something but the fact that she's like he always knew you could do it and it's like okay matthew mcconaughey basically committed suicide because he jumps off of the the tower with an axe to try and attack the male dragon and it does absolutely nothing and he chomps him and then the axe falls and it's like what was the point of that and and like the acting was good but again like but once again the writing didn't it didn't flow they you know like i get that and like okay I know what they were going for, but I wish they would have given Matthew McConaughey the opportunity to like show some facial expressions and to have some remorse in, in his, like they tried to show it with him dropping the ash, but it just happened too quickly. And it's like this whole movie, I feel like we have been giving um, Christian Bale moments that he like long moments where he can sit and reflect and act and, you know, tell his story and show his trauma and then when Matthew McConaughey has this big switch, they give it like five seconds. You know what I mean? Like it, it could have been really powerful, but they didn't show his face very well. They didn't sh- like give him time to like sit in it for very long. And I felt like you could have shortened one of um, Christian Bale's and given him just a little bit more time to show that change. And the fact And then I think like him jumping off the tower would have made more sense or would have like, you know, he, he didn't care what happened to him. He just wanted the beast dead kind of a thing. Like he was just going for revenge or something, but as it plays out, it's like, I'm going to follow you. Like you, you lead and I will follow because I got your men killed and I feel bad and I'm remorseful. And then he's literally calling all of the shots, you know, like he does not follow, like he follows Quinn through the tunnel and then he takes over and then he almost kills the dragon and then he jumps off and like, he takes everything into his own hands. And so, I don't know, it was like, uh, it just wasn't satisfying, I guess, like his, his switch from crazy, anybody can die. I don't care. I don't feel things guy to I will follow you this is your plan we're gonna do it your way because you were right and I was wrong and I'm sorry and then he's like never mind I'm gonna take over and I'm gonna do it all and then I'm gonna jump on this dragon with an axe it, yeah it just wasn't very satisfying his his whole turnaround I wish that so how he survives a dragon attack is he rolled under the tank because he was out of the tanks um, to try and find a way across all these bodies and blockages on the road and whatnot I wish we would have gotten a scene of him probably starting off shell-shocked or something that, that happened to be trembling or the realization dawning and you can really zoom in and get a good shot. And Matthew McConaughey is a very good actor. He could totally pull off, you know, going from kind of shocked and scared to realization and remorse. And then Alex comes and that turns into a fire or re- or maybe uh, either a fire like a protective fire in his eyes or uh, oh crap we have the castle we have to go do that uh, that would have been really lovely to see i do agree i wish i would have focused more a little more on that and given him a few more times to act because matthew mcconaughey is a good actor and he can totally do that side note by the way matthew mcconaughey himself is doing some stuff <laughs> that i think he, I don't know, he is doing, like, a course that you can buy 
and it's motivational speaking and it's him and Tim Robbins. I think, I don't know if Tim Robbins is involved. He was involved in part of it, but I don't know if he's involved further, but I, I think you have to pay for it. Maybe you don't, I don't know, but he's doing like this course or something. And he started off, he had a live stream on YouTube an hour or two long with him and some other people. And it was very odd from what I heard and very just, I, I don't want to offend people <laughs> might like it, but like he talked about a dream he had and it was slightly inappropriate. So I'm not going to go into it here, but it was meant to be, he was finding the spiritual meaning in his dreams and he wants people to come follow along on this journey and learn to like live their full potential and all this stuff, which I think is great. People should live to their full potential and get motivation in life. But the way he's going about it just seems very weird to me. And I'm just wondering if he needs money and he's using the fact that he's a celebrity to try and get people to pay for this course. I don't know. I don't know about Matthew McConaughey. I, up until now, I've always thought he was a very genuine, sweet person. And I still think he is a very genuine and sweet person. If ever you hear this, Matthew McConaughey, nothing against you. But that dream was weird that you shared. And... <laughs> <laughs> it was weird I'm, I will say that to his face because it was but I don't know it's just I'm a little wary of when people sell packages like this Matthew McConaughey has lent his voice um, to several different things and he uh, has given a lot of speeches so I don't think it's like out of the blue for him Um because like like he there's an app that uses his voice to tell like um, bedtime stories and um, sleep aids and stuff like that. Like he's been doing that for a really long time. I don't know about the live. I didn't watch it or know anything about it. Um, but it's not. I don't think it's out of left field for him to be doing motivational speeches or you know it's kind of like Chris Hemsworth um, has a workout um, routine that he sells that he you know like it's just kind of on brand for Matthew McConaughey, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> like he does motivational speeches and stuff like that all the time. His voice is very soothing. And so he lends it to a lot of different apps and things like that. So I don't think it's out of left field, but I, I, I didn't see it. I don't know how weird he was on his live. <laughs> he seems like a genuine, but weird guy as I think most men in Hollywood are, are weird. <laughs> That's that comes with the territory. We're weird. Yeah. We're in show business. That you know that 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 happens. But I don't know so, anything about that. But I, I don't think it's off brand at all for him to have um to have a course on public speaking or motivational speaking because that's that's what he's done that a lot for many many years uh, before now. I see. I mean, I'd seen a speech that he gave a graduation ceremony of some kind, but that was about all. But anyway, um, do you know who Woody, Woody Harrelson is? Yes, I do. They might His be brother. half siblings. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. They might be half siblings. Have you seen the clip? Uh, it's really funny. It's um, in the hunger games. Woody Harrelson uh, finds out that Liam Hemsworth is Chris's Hemsworth's brother. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just put that together. I didn't know he was your brother. You guys have the same last name. I guess I could see it now. He's like, now that you mentioned it, I could totally <laughs> see it. <laughs> and then and then when somebody asks, like, are you and Matthew McConaughey brothers? And he's like, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
they've never done the testing, but apparently Matthew McConaughey's mom had a relationship with Woody Harrelson's father, and the timing matches up. But mm-hmm. also, Woody Harrelson's father was an assassin. Maybe. No, he was. I I think they he he like confessed and everything. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he was an assassin person. And so I don't blame Matthew McConaughey for not really wanting to find out, especially because he was raised by another man. And like to him, that's his father, the man who raised him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they have done DNA testing and they're just pulling her leg one way or the other, or they just genuinely don't care and view each other as family. I have no idea. But I just wanted to throw that out there that I saw Matthew McConaughey was doing some sort of course where he was motivationally speaking or teaching you how to do something with that. And I just am wary of online courses. I think I've just become cynical. I think that's it. (laughs) But anyway, back to the movie. He's a good enough actor. He's very talented. I wish they had given him more to work with with Van Zandt. And I do think he did a good job of being crazy whilst also being able to convince someone that he was not crazy. Like, oh, absolutely. I think he did a good. Like, he did a good job. This was very out of the box for Matthew McConaughey. He is usually the likable character, and I was actually really surprised that they didn't cast him as Quinn and have Christian Bale <laughs> be Denton. I, I, that would be my typical cast like that would be a more understandable casting i think because christian bale has played uh he's played villains before several times before this movie came out and he is good at playing villains and he uh and then matthew mcconaughey is action movies and and rom-coms like he plays a good guy most of the time (laughs) and he I have never seen him play a crazy person. He might have before, and I just haven't seen it. I'm not saying he hasn't done it before, but he's more known for being likable, whereas Christian Bale is more like is, is more known for villains than Matthew McConaughey. So I was kind of surprised that they didn't switch them. You know, I kind of like that they didn't because I am all for actors getting out of being typecast 100%. I dislike typecasting so very much. And so... I'm happy that they were able to play. Well, Christian Bale has played a variety of roles, including like the likable guy, but for Matthew McConaughey, at least it was a different take for him. And I'm really happy that they let him do that because it did show that he has such a wide range. And the thing is sometimes maybe I don't, I'm not going to 500 thoughts at the same time, tried to escape my mouth. (laughs) And that's what happened. I apologize. When one has studied acting, like myself, not to sound snobby, before I even went to college and studied acting or high school or whatever I started, my mom loves movies and she loves to point out really good acting moments to me. Always has all great. I'm like, oh, did you see that scene? Like, she said one thing, but her eyes said another kind of a thing. And pointing out angles and things. She really instilled in me a love of movies. And from that maybe it's because of that and maybe another reason but even when i watch something like a rom-com which i'm not saying that they're easy to do actually in my case the rom-com would probably be harder for me to act than something like rain of fire (laughs) but you can get pigeonholed and people can think that you're just a one-trick pony when it comes to acting and 
I can watch movies of almost any genre and see how that person could be a good actor in another genre. Mm -hmm. I don't like pigeonholing anybody except for there are a few people who do really well in the one thing that they do and they do it well and they stick to it. And I'm happy for that. Make a career out of what you can do. And, you know, like Dwayne, the rock Johnson, he knows what he does really well and he does it a lot and he makes box office hits and people enjoy seeing him in movies. I enjoy seeing him in movies. I don't think he would have done a role of Van Zandt as well as McConaughey because I don't, I don't think he could get that dark, if that makes yeah. sense. I don't think he wants to get that dark, honestly. I don't think he wants to, so I, I can't. that's why I probably can't see him do that. I haven't seen Black Adam with him yet in it, though, so I don't know. But I have always known that Matthew McConaughey was a very good actor and could do more than what life was giving him or... Hollywood was giving him I should say so I was really happy to see that he had this role in the movie and I do wish they had given him more just because I know it must have been so nice and fun for him to be that character of all the characters in the movie Van Zam is the one to be to have the most fun I'm always saying being I, the antagonist is more fun than being the protagonist 100% <laughs> You'd have to be a pretty boring antagonist not to have fun with being that person. But yeah, I wish we had gotten a little bit more from him because he could have pulled it off and it would have helped tie the story together. But he did a good job. I, um, when you were talking about um, growing up and like your mom pointing out really good acting, one of the movies that that happens a lot and one of the actors is Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio. If you watch that kid's face, he tells so much in all, like, uh, it's like it's one of those moments where, like, whether or not you like the movie or you like the fact that they put made modern-day Shakespeare and they use Shakespeare's words, like, whether you like that niche or not, like, the acting that Leonardo DiCaprio is capable of in that movie is so, like, that just it really made me fall in love with movies like because I saw the character so much and I saw him like especially when he um he kills Tybalt and you see his face go from rage and to shock to pain to realization of what he has just done and like what he has just lost and like it's so good and I think handing uh giving any actor the opportunity to show that much in just their face and, and just that ability is amazing. And I think I would have liked to see Matthew McConaughey have that moment. Like you said, like, I feel like Christian Bale gets those moments in this movie and he does fine with them. If you like him. Um, (laughs) I don't think he's a bad actor and I don't think he did a bad job. I just don't like him. Um, I, I wouldn't say I don't like him. I don't know him, <laughs> but I don't like him on screen. He's not, I'm not a huge fan, but like with Matthew McConaughey, I am a huge fan of Matthew McConaughey. I really like a lot of his movies. I don't think I've seen him in anything where I was like, Oh my gosh, I hate him. He's doing so bad. Um, but so I would have liked to have given one of those to the crazy character that Matthew McConaughey finally got to portray. You know, I was missing that. 
I think what we've learned is this movie needs more Matthew McConaughey in it. Yes. <laughs> he needs to show up earlier. See, this is what I would fix. He would show up earlier and they would fight and talk and have more time with the crazy Americans uh, and then come up with a plan and they can fight about whether or not, like they can fight about not wanting to do the plan and then they kill the dragon and it kind of brings Quinn a little bit more on board and then something bad happens and then Quinn is totally on board and they go and they kill the thing. Like that's what I would do for this story is have Matthew McConaughey's characters there quicker and then spend the bulk of the of the movie of them fighting and of Matthew McConaughey trying to convince Quinn to let his men come for him to come for them to for this plan of killing the male like we have a plan let's do it let's do it and then it Quinn completely not willing to do it because of his trauma and and giving those acting moments of like of um like we can't do this again it's not good or whatever and then have something happen have them kill the dragon you know so that Quinn finally sees oh my gosh they are dragon slayers it is possible to kill dragons and kind of have a coming of um realization moment and maybe something goes wrong and then Quinn's like nope not happening and you know like it's a try fail like I'm fine with the try fail but I feel like he doesn't try (laughs) he just fails um so that's what I would do like that's what we talk about on this show is what we would do differently in movies that's what I would do differently is I would have Matthew McConaughey more I would have him come earlier and I would have the bulk of the movie be the two of them fighting on what to do next um and then eventually coming and coming together and doing the plan together because neither one of their plans will work independently from each other um, and making that that the clear story. I would also. Oh, sorry. Oh, I would also have Gerard Butler be a little less obvious in the fact that he was going to die and give him some sort of um, secondary purpose or even a main character uh, story arc, like second arc. You know what it was funny? I forgot to mention this earlier when you talked about knowing Gerard Butler was going to die from the second you saw him. The second I saw the kid on the construction site. I- I said, and Jonathan can corroborate this, like, oh, too bad. Whoever he's visiting is going to die. Because I didn't know if it was mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa. Like, I'm like, oh, how sad. They're going to die. Before we even saw the mom. And then we saw the mom. And I'm like, oh, you're going to be dead soon. Yeah. Sorry. But I definitely think that the changes of having being more Matthew McConaughey in it and them arguing more would make this movie more memorable not so forgettable i think the reason i wanted to defend it is because the acting in it was so good and i really respect good acting and i want people to see good acting (laughs) and it's not their fault if the movie edits things weird or the script was you know whatever but i will give you the acting i will give you the acting they did a really good job everybody i don't love christian bale but everybody in this movie did a good job with the acting Yes, they really did. And so I think that's why at the beginning I'm like, I don't mind him being passive. And I still don't, but it's because the acting is so good. And I really love watching good acting, even if the story is kind of boring, because I just enjoy good acting. So that's Reign of Fire. I know the only part that stuck to my brain after, I don't know how long ago I watched this movie on TV, but I, I was younger, was the Star Wars part when they were 
acting out the Star Wars scene. <laughs> so the only part of the movie that stuck in my brain was when they were acting out apart from another movie. <laughs> you probably just saw it on YouTube, like somebody made a clip of it. <laughs> no, I've seen the movie before because like the more it went on, the more I was like, I've seen this. I don't remember seeing it, but I've seen you know how something jogs your memory and you're like oh yeah I've seen this but I didn't remember that I had so I've definitely seen the movie <laughs> that was just the only part that actually stood out and I didn't realize it was this movie I thought it was like another dystopian movie or tv show or something so anyway uh I this is on Amazon Prime is where we watched it if y'all are interested in watching it, you can head over there and give us your thoughts in the comments on any of our social medias, Facebook or Instagram, Twitter at YLS underscore productions, Patreon, Taya Joyflake. We have a video up on YouTube. Oh my goodness. Yes. We finally we did, did it, you guys. <laughs> Laura has a video essay about Harry Potter and uh, Harry Potter and Jenny's on-screen versus book romance so go and check it out on our youtube channel your little sisters productions yes more videos are coming and they will be better edited every time because that is the first video i've ever made and edited in my entire life aside from one short i did a very long time ago so the editing will only get better from here the videos will get better from here but i'm very proud of what i was able to do for my very first time ever so go give it a watch like comment subscribe all that stuff and let us know if there are any other movies you guys think we should do or you want us to check out because we're, we always welcome suggestions and recommendations. All right. Well, signing off, I'm Laura. I'm Taya. Bye. Bye.